Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pirate People podcast from North Central Missouri Colleges, Pirates Digital Media. I am Rick Cole, wishing you happy holidays, and I uh, hope all of your holiday plans come to fruition. On today's podcast, Chief of Staff Christy Harris, who's an integral part of the hiring process here at North Central, gives job hunters some tips on preparing applications and resumes, being successful during the interview process, and some other information that can help you land a great job. Here is Christy Harris on this week's podcast. Christy, thank you for coming in and being part of our podcast today. Uh, I, chief of Staff is your official title at North Central, correct? Yeah, I am the Chief of Staff here at NCMC. So I um, do several things, one of those being public relations. I handle our public relations here. I also am the President's Assistant, and I also handle HR. I, I hear you, though, Chief of Staff, and I think you're part of the White House staff, yeah. like on the <laughs> West Wing or something like that, or Madam Madam Secretary. Well, right? it's not that fancy. But, but you do serve at the pleasure of the president. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we make a great team, and um, a lot of these roles intertwine, so it makes it actually a lot easier to have the president right there so I can get his input on um, PR or our image or, you know, different HR issues that come up, so it actually right. makes it really convenient. Yeah, and we'll touch on all of those, I hope, as we have a chance to converse here. Did you come in the same time as Dr. Claver? No, I've actually been at North Central for 15 years. Before my position, I was in Trio Services, so I worked in Upward Bound, and it's a great program um, for students looking in high school to go to college but may not necessarily know how, so right. that was where I started here. Yeah, and like a lot of people here, I imagine you've kind of worked at different jobs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like Megan Pester, for instance. Sure. She's been in a lot of different roles. Yeah, actually, Megan and I are very similar, and we have the same master's degree. We have the same, we actually both worked at Northwest briefly for the same position. I mean, hmm. we're, yeah, very similar, and we went to Northwest together. We um, grew up, she went to Princeton, I went to Bethany, yeah. grew up you know, kind of playing sports against each other, just very similar yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's kept you at North Central for so long? Uh, I just love the environment. I love how we are focused on all the right things. We're focused on student success. We're focused on helping each other out. When people come to interview, I always say, I'm not just saying this. I could go to Rick. I could go to Sally, I could go to Dr. Claver and say, I need your help right now. Right. And you would say, what can I do for you? Don't assume much when it comes <laughs> yeah. to me. But most people on campus are just inclined to help and because they know we're small and yeah. we all take a lot of hats we wear. Right. So everyone's willing to pitch in and help when needed and in the environment and just basically understanding and knowing we're all here to see students succeed sure. so we're going to do the best that we possibly can having been involved in education for a long time i think one of the greatest things we have going is our size because we are small enough that boy you get to know everybody real fast yeah yeah and not only get to know them but um they're helpful they'll help you yeah right so. right you mentioned interviewing a minute ago and i know that's something that you want to talk about today a little bit yeah. about uh, some of the things that that uh, especially on the professional level getting interviewed yes yeah, so i kind of have a topic in mind i i want to talk about maybe give some tips and some ideas if 
people aren't getting interviewed or they aren't getting hired in my position here are some basic things that i have seen and um, this is just a disclaimer this isn't for necessarily in cmc but this is just for any professional job that you're applying for and maybe just some tips or things to think about this is just my opinion but i have some top reasons you may not be getting interviewed or some top reasons you may not be getting hired okay now but to put this in a little bit clearer light are you talking about uh, students uh, just graduating from college or anybody anyone, professionally anyone i think this would apply to anyone applying for a professional job okay. so if you are looking and you're on the job market and you are just not getting interviewed right. or you're just going through interview, through interview, through interview, and just not getting hired. Here are some tips and tricks that I have that you might want okay, to consider. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. So the first thing I want to talk about is being interviewed. So if you just aren't getting selected for interview and you're wondering why, I have some tips and ideas for that. And the, the first thing I want to tell you is you just aren't applying the way they're asking of you. And that's not because we're on a power trip and we have to have you apply a certain way, but it's just simply we aren't seeing your application because most of us have an electronic way of how to apply that feeds your application into a database or some kind of system that it funnels into a certain place we go to look for applications. So if you aren't applying into our system of how we're asking you to apply, we simply just aren't seeing it. We, I try to remind you if you complete an application maybe a different way, but if you're just applying solely on like Indeed or Facebook jobs, right. we probably just aren't even seeing it because right. it's not going through our system of where people are looking for those right. applications. So I can go through all the trouble of getting on Indeed or, or Facebook or whatever. Sure. Uh, it doesn't mean that is going to come to you. It's You've got to yes. directly approach that yes. business or that whatever. In, Indeed or Facebook jobs or wherever are great resources of look to see what's available and open. But I would encourage anyone, if you see a job that you're interested in, of going to that company's website and looking to see how they want you to apply. Right. Because most of the time, if you're not applying the way they're asking of you, they're never going to see your application because it's not going into their system. Right, right. Okay. So I, I want my resume, my application to rise to the top of the pile, right? Yeah. And not just get thrown in the trash can like they, sure. they talk about people read one out of 10 yes. that they receive. Although in this economy, I'm not sure that's true anymore. Yeah. But, but what happens next? So um, I, the second reason you aren't getting interviewed is because your resume is just blah. Your application materials are sloppy and you have a, the number one reason, and honestly, this sounds such an easy fix, but it's really true. You have a lot of spelling errors and grammatical errors on your resume, and that's jarring when right. you look at that. So if you're looking at your resume, just have someone else proof it. Run it by someone else. There's a lot of free resources out there that you can stick your resume in just to, co just to collect some feedback about what might be able to be written a little better or you know your spelling errors word just turn your spelling check on your word will solve a lot of problems right. so right. make sure you're using some sort of application that you can check that out and also your your resume doesn't have any information so make sure on your resume at minimum you're always including your contact information your education and your work history that's minimum and so that's just the bare necessities, I say. But you can also add some special skills, 
Like if you can speak Spanish, that's a great thing to include. Maybe you have some CPR training. Maybe you have a specific industry training. All of those things would be really good ways to fill up your resume. Um, and so look at that, look at your resume. If it looks bare, if it looks incomplete, think about how you can beef that up by adding different things. I want to ask you a couple of things. First of all, back to the grammatical errors. That's text, texting now, shorthand, all that. Is that appropriate in any no, way, shape, or form? I don't believe so. I don't think that you should. When you're looking at a professional capacity, you should always be writing as a professional. So, and that includes not only your resume, but when you're responding to a job, when you're communicating with someone that might be looking at your application, when you're asking questions, you should always be using full and complete and accurate language when right. you're writing emails, when you're putting on your resume, all of those things are really important. Yeah, how hard is that to do for some people these days? Yeah, and really I understand. Tough. I mean, some of our students, and you know, are writing papers on their phone. I mean, it boggles yeah. my mind right. that you can just use everything, your phone through everything. But take the time. If you're really, truly interested in a job, those little things will make all the difference. Yeah. How about the content of the resume? You're talking about different things. If, yeah. if your resume is a little skinny, do you, do you, do you want to see more accomplishments or hard f numbers or somewhere in between, or does it depend on the applicant? I think that anything that will show how you are compatible or experienced for the job will help. So if you have accomplishments, let's say that um, you have a leadership accomplishment and you're applying for a leadership role, obviously that would be a really good indicator that you have strong leadership skills. So anything that you can put on your resume that would make you look good, that's applicable for the jobs that you're applying for, I think is great information. I would discourage anyone from putting too much personal information. I see a lot of people put um, their hobbies or mm -hmm. what they like to do on the weekends or that they like to run marathons and that's all great and wonderful but think about who you might be sending that information right. to and just because you like golf doesn't mean that right. I like golf. Maybe I hate golf <laughs> and that's automatically putting me in a bad spot with you. Right, right. And not that it should, but you should never put your personal information on a resume because remember your resume is you professionally on a piece of paper. So like, uh, that sounds like more what you might hear asked in an interview or sure. an obvious answer to an interview question. Sure, yeah, just be careful what you're sharing because sometimes it can have a negative impact on the person that you're applying for. And not that it should, but sometimes it does happen. I also want to be wary of unexplainable gaps in your work history. So if your resume has five-year gaps in it or there's place in your, in your resume where you didn't work for five years or ten years or three years or whatever, explain that. Like, it's okay on your resume to put why that was. Say, I went back to school, I earned a degree, great, that yeah. shows me initiative. I stayed home with my kids, great, put that on there. Show why you have that gap in your history and it's okay to say those things on a resume. And then another thing I wanna watch out for a resume is making sure that another red flag is when you're jumping from job to job. If you have an employment history where you leave a job after one year 
and then you're going to another job and leaving that after another year and you're going to another job and you're leaving that after a year, that's a red flag. I understand circumstances happen and sometimes you find a better fit. That happened to me. I was in a job less than six months and then another great opportunity. This job came up that I just couldn't pass up. So I I totally get it. Those things happen. But if you if you have one of the one of those or two of those, I get it. Right. But if your last five or six jobs have all been a year or less, that's kind of a red flag. So just kind of watch out for that too, because that's also something that a reason you could be you're not getting interviewed. How about COVID? If you've got a gap because of COVID's circumstances, yeah, do you list d- that? I would. I would. I would have. I would state that. Just say you know due to COVID or due to circumstances, I was laid off or I was unemployed. I was unable to land a job due to this. I mean, I think all of those are explainable yeah. situations. Talking about transparency, basically. Think about if you were going to interview someone and you heard that reason, would you think that was reasonable? Like everyone's going to look at what's reasonable. Right. And it's not that because we are going to interview because of this, this, and this. If you explain it, and you talk about it and you tell us we're more likely to understand the situation sure, sure. because if you don't explain your work gap history i'm going to assume you murdered someone and you're not like working because you're incarcerated right. you but know? my, so my like, parole board was yeah, very kind yeah. Yeah. so i'm you know sometimes you're thinking the worst when you just explain like right i stayed home with my baby like okay yeah. i get it i yeah. get it no yeah. problem yeah. these are all great tips uh what else do you have there in front of you um so the last reason you might not be getting interviewed is you don't have any relevant experience to the job or do you so you probably have a lot more experience than you think look at any job that you apply for and most of the time every job requires some level of customer service time management working with a team taking ownership taking responsibility, working with technology, you have probably done all of those things in some capacity. So look at the job resume, look at the job application and look at the job description and tailor your resume to fit that. If they want someone that has a lot of customer service, think about the jobs you've done and think about your interactions that you've had with customers and put that on your resume. Think about what you've done and match it as best as you can to that job because you've probably done more than you think. And if you don't have a lot of work experience, you can always add things that you've done that also count as experience. Volunteer work, committees, groups you've belonged to, clubs, organizations, leadership roles, all of those things add to your knowledge base. So it helps you beef up your resume even if you don't have a lot of work experience. Couple of questions about that. Are yeah. Soft skills, people skills, are those more important than the hard skills, like how well I can run a drill press or something? What's the balance now? Everyone wants someone that will show up to work on time. Everyone wants someone that will come to work ready to work. So those soft skills are very important. If you can tell them about that, absolutely. Like if you have an award where you had best employee of the month or you had an award where you had perfect attendance or you know just something like that where you can show that you committed to a job and you were able to complete that job well then I would definitely include that on your resume. 
Okay. And then uh, how do you sell yourself to a piece of paper? In other words, if you're in an interview, you can judge your audience a little bit by the sure. body language and stuff. But you're facing a, a word processing, processing program with the information you're able to, to get from their website or whatever. Uh, how, do you, how do, you, do you use your intuition? Do you go by a set of rules? So what's the best way? I always say you are you on a piece of paper professionally. That's your resume. So think about who you are as a person and think about who you want to be as a professional and that's who you are on a piece of paper. So if you are very organized, if you are very neat, if you are very um, take things point by point, maybe reflect that in your resume. If you're a little more creative, if you're a little bit more colorful, Add those things on your resume. It doesn't hurt to throw in a little splash to make yourself stand out. I'd be cautious about doing too much of that because it gets a little whimsical. But if you can add yourself in a little personality, I think that can make you stand out as well. But probably no emojis, right? Probably no emojis. No emojis. No emojis. No emojis right. That goes back yeah. to our texting yeah. difficulty. Yeah. Hey, this is all good information. Where did you come across this? How did you uh, how did you assimilate this information? Well, I've been in this position for several years now, and honestly, it has just been my experience seeing so many resumes and so many people apply and coming through. These are very common reasons why. I am seeing that people aren't getting interviewed or people why they aren't getting hired. And again, this is just my opinion. So it's not the end all be all. This Although an experienced just, opinion. This is just what I've noticed and maybe a couple of tips to think about. A lot of people don't realize that when you apply on Indeed that that's not going anywhere sometimes. Right. You know, like that's not going into our system. So just some tips and things to think about when you're applying for jobs. So I also have some tips or some things to think about, about if you are, get, are applying and you're getting interviewed, that's great, but you're going through interview, through interview, and you're just not getting hired. So here are some tips about why you might not be getting hired. And the first one, this is crazy, but you just aren't showing up for your interview. I know mm. that sounds crazy, but people are just ghosting their interview. That's rude. Like. Call them and let them know you're no longer interested or that you've found another job. They aren't going to think less of you. We appreciate it so much more than just wasting everyone's time of showing up for the interview. If you forgot, call and apologize to reschedule. If you need to reschedule, call or reschedule. We get it. Things happen. Those things come up. So make an effort. Show up for your interview. That's the number one reason you're not getting hired and honestly, probably not getting looked at again. So just show up for your interview. And then the second one is you're just not doing well in your interview. This is, I've seen this more and more recently. People just don't know how to have a conversation. They don't know how to speak to someone face to face. They don't know how to hold a conversation. They don't know how to exchange words with other people. So you need to practice. A great way to practice is showing up for your interview. Right. But the Good second point. way you can do is just Practice having a conversation with someone. Sit down with someone that you trust and that you know and have them run through basic questions. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your current position. Right, okay. Nine times out of 10, we're getting positive references. You list someone in hopes they are giving you a good reference and most of the time they are. So when someone isn't, it stands out. And 
It's not that you are a bad employee, but you're probably just picking the wrong people. You should always pick someone you worked with at a job professionally or someone just professionally, like a teacher or a volunteer committee, someone that you've worked with in a professional capacity, because we're asking questions related to your work experience and your work ethic. So if they haven't worked with you in some sort of capacity professionally, they can't answer those questions. Your BFF does not know your customer service skills. <laughs> so make sure you're picking people that you've worked with professionally and also that know you. Sometimes when I call a reference, they just don't know the person. So a lot of the questions I'm asking them, they say, I don't know. And they're saying that a lot. And that's not a great reference when you're seeing 10 questions that says, I don't know. So change your references, and make sure they're professional. That's just a tip that I would give you. Think about who you're listing as a reference. Do they know you professionally? And are they going to give you a positive reference? And making sure that when you show up to your interview, you're not showing up sloppy and you have a good attitude. My biggest tip I can give today is enthusiasm goes a long way. So if you show up and you don't really seem to care that you're there, they're going to notice that and they're going to take note of it. So make sure you're prepared. Make sure you've looked over the job description. Make sure you looked over the company you're applying for. And make sure that you're smiling, you're excited to be there. You thank them for interviewing you today. All of those things can really go a long way when you're going in for an interview. A big thank you to Christy Harris for appearing on the Pirate People podcast. We thank you for listening as well. We'll be taking a break over the Christmas holiday. This is a college after all. We'll be back, though, uh, for the second semester. Until the new year, we say goodbye for now and go Pirates.